0: Hello, this is Robert Lee
1: and Sam
0: and welcome once again to third row from the front. This evening we are doing our end of year best of episode. Um, so you will hear some fireworks in the background, so don't get scared. We are not in a war-torn country yet. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. You never know, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we are going to basically give you our rundown of each of our five favorite movies of this year. Now, that's only going to include movies that came out this year um, because we watched a lot of movies this year, and a lot of them weren't released this year. But we're narrowing our five down to movies released this year. So, Sam, did you want to start off the list with your number five?
1: Uh, You could go first.
0: Okay. So... I'm going to admit it. I didn't really have a uh, specified order here oh, wow. when we started. So um, I'm trying to think. What was my number five of my top five? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and start with the Matrix Resurrections. I'm going to start with the most controversial probably on this list. <laughs> so it's funny because ever we, we recorded our episode about this about, what, a week ago? Today and i didn't know what was coming as, after we reviewed this movie cuz we just thought we like okay we liked this movie it was pretty good uh we really enjoyed it we liked what it, what it did as a sequel and then like either that day or the next day i started reading all these reviews like on reddit on different websites and just hearing people at work even how much they absolutely hated this movie and it's just funny to me how divided people are over this latest Matrix movie yeah. and I feel like I feel like the people that hated it were the people that didn't really care for the sequels to begin with so I'm like well if you didn't care for two and three what made you think part four was going to be this amazing movie all of a sudden um because I've heard a lot about like oh they ruined the f- the first movie was the best one and then this fourth one's just awful I'm like why are you skipping over two and three Oh, I didn't like two and three. Oh, well then, why why did you think you were gonna like part four? So this guy at work I, that I, I respect his opinion, and he said, "I never care." He said, "I never cared for the sequels because I never really cared about Zion. Like that was boring to me." And I was like, "Yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying, but Zion, the parts on Zion were always the least interesting to me as well. But if you didn't care for the sequels, what made you think you were gonna all of a sudden like what they did with the fourth one?" But anyway, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed what they did with the the meta commentary, even the commentary itself on the fact that people want to see uh more bullet time stuff. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious because I'm like that's exactly what these people that I've talked to and that I've read online, that's what their biggest complaint was. They're like there were no big cool like um sequences in this movie like there were in the first one where you had the bullet time and I was like so, did you not get that joke? in the movie and they're like, Oh yeah, we got it. And I understood it. I just, it's, it's like they were insulted by it. Like they were, I think they, they got offended by the fact that it was kind of poking fun at them (laughs) because the movies were always meant as more than just action. They were meant as this philosophical question about realities, about even, you know, these sub questions that are even brought up in the movie, like transgender politics, you know, capitalism, um, religion all these different you can fit all these different um like theories over this story and it would work in those in those contexts but most of the people that didn't like this movie they're like i don't care about all that i just want to see things go boom and i want to see slow motion and fight scenes and i was like right so then you didn't really get the whole movies then maybe you just never really liked the matrix to begin with so i thought that was funny that that this movie was so hated by so many people um, because we really enjoyed it. Like We really liked it. We thought it was funny. and We, we thought it was funny and we thought it was entertaining. But
1: yeah, I really liked it. The Matrix uh, was on my honorable mention list, list, did not make my top five. Um, I did love it. I absolutely loved the story. I loved the, the fourth movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it didn't make my list. But Got
0: it. Well, what did yeah. make your number five
1: on this list? Uh number 5 is in the heights for me. Mm, yeah. Um I really enjoyed that movie. I know that there was some backlash and I totally understand the backlash because I even said it when we watched the movie um that the lead character Vanessa was too white for me. I I didn't even believe that she was Hispanic or whatever because she was so light skinned That
0: okay, that that, that 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 offends me on a personal level because <laughs> <laughs> no, it really
1: does because then we're
0: starting to get into like colorism here because I'm well, Latino that, and I'm that was
1: the backlash white. that that came out of the movie though that there was no Afro right. so Latino right so start people. with there
0: not don't criticize the the character that's that's light skinned yeah.
1: I understood it because even I pointed it out I was like wait is she even like I questioned it because she was so light and she's
0: literally like, from Mexico
1: yeah but that's but I'm just saying I noticed it. I loved the movie, and I even noticed it. So I know there was that backlash that came out about
0: the backlash you know, was that there were no black characters that were Hispanic or that were you know in this in this movie. Which of course there are lots of black uh, people in the Latin community. There there are Cubans. There's Puerto Ricans. Not so many Mexicans, but there are black people in this, this culture and you, you only see one black character and he's not Latino. He's a black guy, just American. Just,
1: you know, the Afro Latino community just wasn't represented in this movie. And that was backlash. And I get that. I, I pointed it. I even noticed it, but it did not stop me from enjoying this movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I love that they did put our culture out there in this really big, awesome movie and and the fact that it was a musical, I think a lot of people were like, ah, uh, musical, uh, even, you know, I don't watch a lot of musicals, yeah. but I thought it was great. I thought the music was great. I thought the dancing was great. I loved the story. I loved the settings. Like, I, I just loved everything about that movie. Um, and I think it was an important movie to make, important musical to make. And uh, the fact that a lot of people did like this movie, um, it was very important for you know everybody. I feel like everyone who made this movie possible. So I loved it. That was my number five top movie of twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's uh, uh, I struggle with that one, like putting it on my list. I, I, I like, I was like, ah, that was, this was a good one too. So that was like kind of one of my honorable mentions. I really enjoyed it too. I think fe- I feel like I've enjoyed it more. I've been listening a lot to the the soundtrack this year. After we watched the movie uh-huh. I've listened to it about two or three times and I really enjoy the songs and I kind of want to rewatch it almost because mm-hmm. I I've, I've, I've gotten to know the songs better now that I know them I I I, I kind of want to rewatch them because I I picture them I picture the scenes in, in the movie in my head when I hear the songs. Mm-hmm. Um they were really good. Um it kind of makes me think of West Side Story and how sad it was that that movie didn't do very well. Yeah. But I wonder if it's because we already had it's like we have a one musical per year limit. It's like no, 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 no. We just we had one already, and it already dealt with like Latino community. So I wonder if people yeah. were just kind of like, all right, we already saw something similar, um, and then of course West Side Story being already like uh, a known movie, you know, and they, or a known story, and they kind of just redid it. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I really I loved
1: wanted to see West Side. Story. I did
0: too. I, I'm sure we'll watch it eventually, but. I really enjoyed In the Heights as well. That was my honorable mention. My number four, now I'm having to like kind of re- rearrange these in my head because I'm like, okay, where would I put this one? So number four would probably be, gosh, what was that movie that I was thinking? I'm trying to think of my list now. So one, down. two, three, four. Hold on. You want to go first? You want to go? Do you have your number four ready? I'm still thinking of what mine was. <laughs> uh, um, no, you go ahead. Oh, wow. So now you're going to make me stall here while I figure out which <laughs> yeah, one my should number have been four prepared. was. <laughs> I had them all in my head, and then I was like, wait, which one's my number four? Okay. So we got that one, two, three. Oh, yeah. So I think my number four is going to be. Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I really loved this movie. We saw it twice, not because we were like, "Oh my god, we got to go see it again," but because we saw it on our own and then we saw it with one of our friends. Um, but I really loved this movie. Like, it was so much better than I think. I think part of the reason was it was so much better than we had expected it to be. Yeah. We kind of were like, eh, "This is probably not going to be very good," but we have to watch it because, as a Ghostbusters fan myself, I have to see what they did with this. But it was such a beautiful tribute to Harold Ramis to the mm-hmm. whole the whole Ghostbusters, um, you know, mythology, whatever you want to call it. Like this, this the fact that this franchise has lasted for lasted for so long and has en- endured multiple generations. You know, that's what the theater was filled with. You had the young kids, you know, that people were bringing their kids in, and then you had the older people like us, and you know. Uh, that were crying and laughing and clapping along with all the parts that you were supposed to recognize. Um, I thought it was a really good movie. That's another movie that got a lot of backlash, but not so much from people like the people loved it. The critics were like, this is, uh, this is just nostalgia. It's fan service, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's funny cause I've thought about this a lot and I'm like, in the, you know, the months after this came out or the month, I guess, cause it just came out about a month ago. Um, It's funny to me that people say or the critics say, oh, it's just fan service or this is just – this was just solely created um, for the nostalgia or the fans. And I'm like, yeah, who else would a sequel like this be made for though? Like isn't every sequel essentially fan service or isn't every sequel essentially made for the people that liked the previous movie? Like why would you make a sequel – for people that have never seen the or care for the original. That doesn't make sense. So whenever they say, oh, it's just fan service. Or this was just because, you know, um, to respond to the people that liked the first one. Yeah, no shit. Because, again, these are the people that are coming to see the sequel. No, Nobody that, hey, you know what? I've never seen a Ghostbusters movie. Let's go check out this new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. That's not how it is. Most of the right. people that want to see this are people that love the original. So... Of course, it's going to be fan service. Of course, they're going to have nods to the original. I think that's such a stupid um, criticism, and that's the most—that's the most, um, I guess, redundant criticism that I saw in all of these uh, critiques. Was like, oh, it's just fan service. It's—it's clearly they didn't do anything new with the story, and I'm like, they did though. They added a new chapter. They just kind of revisited things from the first movie. I think it's just such a, such a dumb criticism to say that it's just fan service. Well, yeah, because the fans—that's what we want to see. We love this stuff, and, and this was, it was, and they it did it right. It wasn't just like corny, like yeah, um, you know, callbacks to the original movie. So that was yeah. my number four.
1: The no, Ghostbusters uh, did not make my top five, but it was one of my honorable mentions that I was thinking about. Um, I did really enjoy that movie, like you said. I think they did it right. I think it was perfect. <laughs> Um I love the little girl in that McKenna Grace. Yeah, McKenna whatever. Grace is great. Like I loved her yeah. character and I just love her as an actress. I think she's just amazing.
0: And I've seen her in interviews and she's the the little girl that you see in these movies, she's exactly that in real life. Like she seems like such a down-to-earth like such a cool kid that you like like respect. Um she's very uh what do you call it? She's just very nice and sweet. Like you think she's like Yeah. She's not, like, a typical, like, I don't know, like, some kids or Hollywood people are very kind of snooty or, you know, she's not that at all. She's from Texas, by the way, so.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed Ghostbusters, too, but, um... My number four was Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm, Another
0: good one, yeah. Uh,
1: I thought that was a great movie. I freaking loved What's-His-Face-In-It.
0: Daniel Kalia?
1: Yes, he's my new celebrity crush (laughs) because he's just great. He's amazing in that movie. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Amazing story that needed to be told. Um, All the actors did a great job. I think just the way that movie was executed was just great. Um, I loved it. I mean,
0: yeah, I really love that one too. That's another one of my honorable mentions that didn't make the list, but I love that movie too. It was such a great performance from Daniel Kaluuya and a great performance by, um, like Le- uh, like Keith Stanfield. Oh yeah. Lakeith. He's, he was really like good too. too. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's an interesting guy in real life. He, yeah. He's a very, very uh, eccentric person. I feel like, but he played this so well cause it's hard to play this kind of role because it's kind of a... He plays it, like, very quiet, but this whole time you know that he's this conflicted mm-hmm. guy. You know, he's hes obviously... He's the Judas in the, the story, and you know that from the beginning, And mm-hmm. um, but he's really good in that role, too. You're, he's good at, like, m- making you kind of dislike him but kind of understand where he's like why he's doing it at the same time but um the whole movie was really good and it was such a great look into our our -hmm. history because it is a true story and Mm -hmm. um just seeing how you know how i I know we talked about it at the time but how um the black panthers and this whole movement was seen was painted in history historically as something like the equivalent of the kkk Mm -hmm. like that's the black kkk that's what you're taught when you're you know growing up and it's simply not true <laughs> they weren't you know out there uh uh harassing white people and you know going to their houses and burning killing, cr- them. killing them hanging them from trees yeah yeah, that's what kkk did the 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 black panthers just wanted um their rights they just wanted rights um and so they figured their best way of doing it. they weren't getting what they were wanted um through peaceful means so they're like you know what we got to arm ourselves and you know it's such an interesting story and to see how our own government kind of saw them as threats and uh not only them but a lot of a lot of these um um what do you call it like activists they saw them as threats to the way of life in this country yeah um so yeah great movie uh now we're up to number three yes Mm -hmm. number three what did i choose for my number three Uh, hold on. I'm looking at it right now. I think it was, (laughs) do you have your number three?
1: Yeah. Number three for me was The Suicide Squad.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: I really liked that movie. It was a lot of fun. Um. You know, it was done right, you know, in my mind. Um, You have, uh, what's her face? Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn, who's perfect in that role. Um, I love what they gave her. I love, um, what's his name? The one that played, oh, well, I really love John Cena and his character in in this movie. And then, um, what's his face? Idris Elba. Yes, I was like the hot one. That's (laughs) what I was thinking (laughs) of. Yes, Idris Elba. Um, It was just a. It was a funny movie. It was really funny. It was different. It was weird, but it was you know all the visual effects were really cool. Um, I loved it. It was just a really fun movie to watch, and I just really enjoyed that movie.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny. That's another one that I was struggling to put on my list, but it didn't make it. But I loved it too. It was so good. It was way, 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 way better than Suicide Squad, the first one. Yeah. That movie is just awful. This one, it's like James Gunn knew what to do with this this whole premise of these this ragtag group of misfits. Of misfits. Yeah, these yeah. misfit group of of villains. And they're not even like the best villains. They're just like this kind of like, eh. Villains that you might have never even heard of, like Polka Dot Man. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is that? Is that a real character? It sure is. Um <laughs> uh, but of course, like you said, Margot Robbie's great as she's like she is Harley Quinn. Like I can't think of anybody else playing her live action anyway. Um she does really well in those fight scenes. I love mm-hmm. I love how they made the like those violent scenes of her like yeah. shooting, like it, it's like colorful and it's all be like in her mind it's this beautiful, like yeah. Floral thing, and of course, in reality, she's just like murdering people. um So her character is great. That whole that opening sequence was just hilarious. Yeah. and we're just laughing. And you talked about it. I remember talking about it at work with like, like somebody hadn't seen it yet. And then, like a couple weeks later, he's like, "Oh, I finally saw the suicide, the suicide Squad," and I was like, "Oh yeah, what'd you think?" He's like, "It was hilarious. It was great." And he's like, "That opening sequence." I was like, "I know, right?" Because everyone wasn't expecting that. Cause you see these trailers and you see all these characters and you're like, man, that's a lot of characters that they're going to have in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they end up, I mean, I'm no secret here. I, we talked about it. They end up killing like half that roster yeah. <laughs> in the first, like 15 minutes of the movie. It's pretty funny. It's like this very dark humor, but yeah, I loved it. That was a great choice. I, I, I couldn't quite fit it into my top five, but I, it's definitely in there in the honorable mentions. Um, so my number three, if I remember correctly, let me see, I'm trying to think if this was number three or number two now, hold on, hold please, uh, oh yeah, my number three was actually, um, Was it that? Yeah. My number three was um, Dune. I know you didn't care for really? it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really looking forward to this next uh, part, which isn't going to come out until, like, God, 2023 or something like that. Because so, I think they just started filming it, or they're going to start filming it soon. But I really liked it. The more I thought about it, the more I sat with it. I, I really enjoyed it because to me it really was like a mature version of star wars like and of course this book came out way before star wars but there's so many like similarities between the stories like i'm like yeah it's interesting how obviously george lucas was was influenced by this and by like uh japanese um Stories and and westerns, like he had a bunch of influences making his movie, Mm -hmm. but this is definitely one of them. I mean, even I mean everything the this young boy that becomes like he's gonna be the the he's he's the one he's gonna be the force for that's gonna bring balance and um, this whole sand world you know that like Tatooine Um, this the voice that they use I'm like that's the force that's basically the force but it's just used as a voice instead where you're you're basically. Willing people to do things. I just really love the way it was filmed. I love the way they made the movie. To me, way more um, inviting than the book because the book, like, we couldn't make it through it. Like we both of us tried yeah. reading it, and it just, I just, I was like, I can't. I don't know. I don't get this. I couldn't get into it. The movie had those same scenes, but it just made it. It was crisper, cleaner. It made it more interesting to me just to see it in this visual medium but i really enjoyed it i loved the cast i loved what they did with the with everything about this movie so i'm really looking forward to it to the second one but um hopefully they don't screw it up (laughs) Because that's happened before, right? Where it's like, oh my god, this was amazing. Like it, chapter one was great, (laughs) and then I was like, oh man, I hope what they do with the Justice Go with chapter two. And then chapter two comes out, and I was like, what the hell? What was this? Was this a joke? Was this a? a, I don't understand what they what. Same director, same writer. I don't know what happened with that chapter two. So I'm hoping they don't screw it up with this next (laughs) part. But anyway, what was your number two?
1: Was okay. Mm -hmm. I mean. It was good, but, yeah, I, I just thought it was all right.
0: Yeah, I know you didn't care for it. I
1: just feel like, no, not that I didn't care you for hated it. It. <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't my favorite. I just feel like there was so much going on so quickly. I don't know. Not that that should be a bad thing. It's just it was hard for me to feel connected to it, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but, yeah. Um, so you want to know my number two?
0: No, number three. Did you already give me a number three? Squad was my Oh yeah. Okay, so no- number number two then. Okay, yes. Do you want to give your number two? Sure. Since I skipped. Okay. So my number two is No Time to Die, which was the final James Bond movie for Daniel Craig. I really, really love this movie. Um, it was just such a great ending for his 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 role his time as James Bond. All and I love rewatching these movies. It was like, man, this is these were so good. Like, uh-huh. this whole was it five? Yeah, these whole all these five movies were just so great. Even the ones that at the time when they came out, you were they weren't so critically like respected, especially like um, Quantum of Solace. I know that was probably one of the ones that people didn't like so much, and even um, the one before this, which was Spectre. Rewatching them in this sequence. It made me love them like or er, 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 appreciate them more than I did the first time seeing mm-hmm. them. Um, he did Daniel Craig did such a great job as James Bond in these movies, and then even talking with your uncle the other day, I was like, "Yes, thank you." Somebody else who loved these movies just as much. He he was also a fan of this version of James Bond of
1: yeah.
0: how as out there as James Bond is, you know, in terms of like the gadgets and the the crazy stunts and everything. He was, I feel like, the most realistic James Uh Bond. Um, He was always, especially that first movie, he always had, like, cuts and bruises on his face, little, like, pieces of uh, tape, you know, like, cutting, uh, trying to seal those, those wounds. He got hurt. He would get hurt. His stuff wouldn't work sometimes. You know, he lost people. He was a vulnerable James Bond and then you know this ending was just so epic um and they all these I'm not going to give away anything because it's still a fresh movie but things are revealed and you're like whoa that's crazy but it ties back to things that happened in previous movies so it was just such a great um such a great sequence of movies like they all tied together really well all five of these um and I think it was just a great ending to this to his turn as as James Bond
1: Yeah, I agree. It's a great movie. I loved it. Um, But I, I will say that my number two favorite movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Can I just tell you my number one movie?
0: Was it that one?
1: It was. (laughs) So that's why Uh, No Time to Die was my number one favorite movie of 2021 because of all of the things you just pointed out. It was just great. I think Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. I mean, it's probably one of the only ones I've seen, but um, I think he's just perfect. He was a perfect James Bond. The man could wear a suit. he was just great. Yeah, I liked that he was so rugged that you can you saw that he was mortal. You saw that he could take a beating and and get hurt and stuff, and um, it took him time to come back from those things. But you know he would do it, and he was just great. He was just the perfect James Bond. I loved that that movie too. No Time to Die. It was just a great ending, like you said. It was just perfect. Um, so I loved it. That was my number one. But number two was Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, It made me cry so much, but I freaking loved the movie. I saw it twice. Um, Again, I think it was just a perfect ending to the the Spider-Man series with Tom Holland Um, because I think it, I mean, I didn't read all the Spider-Man comics, but I think it, it, it was the most true to it i think it set it up perfectly too because um, we we meet him as a teenager you know teenage spider-man and then he's he's growing up before our eyes and then you know it sets him up to the spider-man that we know um as he as he's an adult where he's you know kind of on his own and working um undercover like you know uh Everyone just knows him separately, Peter Parker separately from Spider-Man. And so um, I think it was a brilliant movie. I loved, you know, Doctor Strange's element, the multiverse element um, of of this movie. That always fascinates me. Um, absolutely loved how they brought some of the old characters back. I won't give stuff away because, like you said, this is also a fresh movie. Um, but they brought back some a bunch of characters from you know older movies and it was just the way they did it all the way they executed this was in my mind just perfect I just it was an awesome action-packed emotional movie and I just freaking loved it and I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man he's a great actor and then I just love Zendaya and and then his best friend who plays Ned I just think they're perfect characters and um, this whole movie just made me so sad and I hate being sad, but <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. It was just perfect. I, I loved it. So that was my number two. two movie. Right. Yeah.
0: And it's funny cause that's my number one. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, what's so funny is I actually had them reversed yeah. and then at the very last minute, then I switched yeah. them. So yeah,
0: well it's, it's perfect though. Cause it's our, that, those are our top two movies of this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, same thing. Um, i loved this movie and the reason i put it at number one is it's it might not be the best movie of the year um but to me it gave me the best experience at the theater yeah. that i've had um again yeah, these
1: are just our favorites no yeah like the best. no i know i
0: know i know but some people are probably like what spider-man number one what <laughs> um this movie was way better you know last duel was the best movie or oh, whatever um we still haven't seen that yeah um to me, it was – it's all – and again, spite, uh, the James Bond movie, No Wait, uh, no Time to Die, it was very close second. But this movie, it got me um, – it gave me that same experience that I hadn't felt since 2019 in the theater, which was Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Right? And it's that all the feelings of uh, – again nostalgia things you said i feel like this year was the year of nostalgia you know matrix ghostbusters uh spider-man but this was um it was a culmination of all these spider-man movies again we we won't give anything away except to say that of course some of the characters are brought back from those previous versions of spider-man and it's so cool to see it because it's not just like a cameo where it's like, oh, I get it. You know, that was the, yeah. the character from this movie. It makes sense within the context of the film. Like, it's not just a, a cheap way to bring back characters. It, 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 they made it make sense, and it's really cool to see it all come together. And uh, like I said, I hadn't had that kind of reaction to a movie since Avengers: Endgame, where you're like. Laughing, you're excited, you're crying, you're all these different emotions within this two hour or two and a half hour movie. Um, and they pulled it off really well. There's yeah. no part of it where I was like, oh, I didn't really care for that, or they could have done this better. I didn't like that. Everything to me was right on. Like, even that sequence where there, I, I come back, I mentioned this in our review, but there's a part where, um, there's this discussion that's going on like towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie and you feel like it's a, a halt to the action but it's a, it's such a great uh conversation because it's it's like um discussing all the previous iterations of those mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies and everything that's gone on and it's just so funny and so it's 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 like giddy fun to me. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, like you said, I mean, I I also feel like Tom Holland to me and this is coming from someone who did read spider-man comics as a kid um i feel like this is the best iteration of that character tom holland's version because uh spider-man was always quippy he would always make jokes while he was fighting crime or whatever and i feel like that got taken away somewhat in the old movies no disrespect to toby mcguire but we were re-watching the first one. They had it on TV, of course. And we were watching it recently. And it's just so corny. Like there's a part where he's fighting Green Goblin. And uh what does Green what does Green Goblin say to him? He's like, It looks like you've lost Spider-Man or something like that. And it's like, no, Gobby, it's you who's lost. <laughs> lost his mind or something like that or something like that like you're out of out of out of time Spider-Man. it's you who's out out of your mind and I was like that was so bad and just <laughs> the way he delivers it is corny and the line itself is corny it's just like I don't know it just made me like cringe I was like ugh, because you didn't get that from Toby Maguire's Peter Parker like I was like where did that come from all of a sudden he's quipping and it's bad Whereas with Tom Holland, he just sounds like a kid who's just like, oh, like going back to the Civil War where he's like, yeah. oh, wow, that thing doesn't uh, doesn't follow the laws of physics at all, does it or whatever? Just <laughs> making comments on everything that everyone's doing like, oh, that's cool. Is that a is that a metal arm or whatever? Like, that's exactly how Spider-Man was in the comic books. He's just this kind of like wide eyed teenager. who's just like commenting on everything. And yeah. and it's funny of course he grows up in the comics obviously you know he goes to college he becomes an adult marries mary jane um (laughs) but i love his his version in this movie now we've had some criticisms about oh you know he didn't even make his own suit in this one you know tony stark made his suit which i get i was i was kind of iffy about that too when it first happened i was like wait he's supposed to make his own outfit and again without giving too much away in this one he does eventually do that. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so we're kind of back on track now right. as him being the Spider-Man that we all know from the comics. So I feel like they kind of fix any issues you may have had with that or with certain things in, in the in the comics or in the, in the movies. Even with those Toby Maguire ones, they're, they address all of these things, all these differences, and I think they do it so well yeah. that it's really, again, fan service. And I hate that that term is used as like, uh, a derogatory Because I'm like Yeah this is what We want to see Again Do you know Non-Spider-Man people That are going to watch The new Spider-Man movie No oh, The only people That are watching this Are people that like Spider-Man movies right. Like I mean We were just talking about You know Sarah your, our, our friend Sarah She was <laughs> We're like Oh are you going to go watch it She's like I don't want to Like I don't want to start Any of that <laughs> And that's how it is Like people that don't Care about this stuff They're not going to go see it So who is this made for The fans right. So why is that Such a negative thing that they're making it with those people in mind. Like, because they, they, I, yeah, I they r-
1: should be making it with those people right. in mind because the fans are the ones that are going to pick it apart and Correct. be like, no, you did that wrong. Or, you know, we're unsatisfied because you didn't do it right.
0: That's exactly right. And also because we've been the ones following along this whole time. Again, why would you make a sequel for people that have never seen any of the other movies before? That doesn't make any sense. That's a stupid criticism to me. Like, oh, this movie is is clearly only for the people that have watched all these movies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right because we're the ones that are going to see these movies. Like, nobody else, nobody that went and saw, like, or wants to go see, you know, Last Duel or House of Gucci. I mean, not that those are bad movies. We still haven't seen them, but certain people, they don't want to watch comic book movies. Yeah. And so why would you make a movie all of a sudden with them in mind? They're not going to come see it, so it doesn't make any sense to alienate all of a sudden all these people that have been following this and then just to create a new story for these people. It's just a stupid criticism. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that anymore, but I really enjoyed both of these movies. Mm-hmm. They were they were two of the best experiences I had in the theater, and they happen to be two of the movies that you couldn't see at home. like You couldn't stream uh-huh. them on, on, you know, on, on yeah. any kind of streaming platform, so I feel like... It was a reason to go back to the movies, even in these times, and they were they made it worth your while
1: they did, yeah, you
0: know, so any last thoughts on these on any of the top five or bottom five?
1: no, well, I was gonna talk about my um honorable mentions this year, okay. so i w- I had Black widow on there, yeah, uh, black widow was good, I think um. <clears throat> It just didn't make my top five, I think, because I don't see that as a movie that I would rewatch or want to yeah. rewatch like over and over again. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it.
0: I really enjoyed it too, and really, I enjoyed it for Florence Pugh's yeah. character. I think um, Yelena was probably one of the best new characters that they've introduced. Yeah, who's also, if you haven't watched it yet, um, should I mention it? Yeah, why not? She's <laughs> featured in the Hawkeye series. Uh-huh. Um briefly, not she's not like the main part of it, but it all ties into that to that movie and I, it was just she's such a great. I love Florence Pugh, like she's such a great actress. Yeah. And she does really well in that role. So I I enjoyed it for that mostly.
1: Another honorable mention of mine was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the mm-hmm. Ten Rings. I also thought that was a great movie. Yeah. Um that one is one that I would rewatch, I think, a few times. I really enjoyed it, and I really loved like the whole martial arts aspect that they, they mm. added to this movie. Those fight scenes were just friggin' awesome. I loved it. I think it was the whole 30-minute ending um, is kind of what threw me off and didn't make my top five because of that. But other than that, I I loved that movie.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, uh, same thing. I would have uh, that one I struggled with keeping it on the top 5 or not, but it, it we talked about this earlier this evening um where we said it's kind of the Marvel problem or even just the problem of of comic book movies in general. They start out this really interesting premise, um like Sarah said it's about loss, it's about like, you know, um what you do with uh when you've lost a a parent or something and and dealing with the life that you were supposed to lead but you ended up leading another life you know it raises all these questions and it's and it's awesome with the the fight scenes mm-hmm. but then in every Marvel movie they have to end it with this huge like battle right and it's yeah. always and it's always gonna have it's always gonna be heavy with the c g i so then essentially you're just watching a bunch of animated stuff. you know exploding and fighting and clashing and you start to lose some of the some interest and then some of the the story behind it and you're like okay I'm kind of like bored now like I feel like that happens a lot with these movies it just kind of they've got to end it big and so it becomes this just um CGI fest at the end
1: so yeah so that's why it was an honorable mention didn't make my top five honorable honorable mention Another one was Last Night in Soho. I I really no. liked that movie because there was um, a horror aspect to it, but um, also kind of like a mystery, revenge type of thing. And just the fact that it took place in, was it the 60s, yeah. I think? Mm-hmm. Or half of it took place in the 60s? Yeah. Um, I loved the makeup and the hair and the costumes. I absolutely loved that. I think it was an original story that that I really enjoyed. It was again executed very well. We Mm -hmm. love this director, um, Edgar Wright. We love the actress. What's her name? Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Freaking love her. Um, So I think everyone did an amazing job on this film. I really enjoyed this one, and again, it was such an original story that you know that's not something we've seen recently and so and of course it wasn't a reboot or a sequel right. or something um so i really loved this movie
0: yeah i really loved it too and i really loved the cuz there's a whole like it's kind of a sadness to it as well
1: yeah
0: um which yeah i mean there was there you don't i didn't think that was going to be part of it when we watched it and and when mm-hmm. when it, that really came up i i i started I started getting emotional from that because I was like, "Man, it's such a, it's such a tragic story in the end." It is. Um, and but it's really well told. It's really, like you said, it's a really great mystery because the whole time you're like, "It's definitely this guy right here." This was yeah. the one that they got, and then you know you realize, "Oh, it's not." And you know it, it throws you for a loop when you find out when you start to find out, figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, you get mixed feelings. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's <clears throat> it it's really a roller coaster. Of emotions with that one and, mm-hmm. and thoughts. So that's, and that's why I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it, um, cause like you said, we love Edgar Wright, and it was the first time he'd ever done something quite like this because most of his other movies have like a lot of comic elements yeah. to them. You know, obviously the whole Corne- Cornetto trilogy with, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End, those are very funny. Um, even Baby Driver has some very comic moments. This one was a little more, um, like you said, more suspenseful drama. It has a couple of funny moments, but it's not it, – it doesn't rely on that at all, like heavily.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very much a mystery, this kind of horror mystery.
1: Yeah.
0: That was a good movie, that too. That a good yeah.
1: one. Um, and then King Richard was also mm-hmm. another honorable mention. Yeah. Um, I think that was an awesome story. I loved it. Of course, I love Will Smith. Yeah. Um, it was just a great movie all the actors did a fantastic job uh, it was a really interesting story because i didn't i didn't know this about venus and serena mm-hmm. and, and their father so i i really liked it i thought it was a good movie
0: yeah i really loved it too um, all these movies that you're mentioning are are it was it was a struggle to like not put them in the top yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna say this is like our top ten, basically. Then our top ten list.
1: Yeah,
0: because uh, all those movies were really good. I enjoyed them, and I was kind of like, man, do they fit in the top five though, for me?
1: Yeah, it was hard to pick five.
0: Yeah, and
1: but oh,
0: go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and another honorable mention for me, which I know it's probably not gonna be like on anybody's top list, but I really enjoyed Antlers as a like a horror movie. I almost put
1: that <laughs> on there. Yeah, I almost put Antlers.
0: Because it was just a weird. It was such a different story.
1: Yeah. Like I liked it.
0: I liked it. I love the actors in the movie. You know, Carrie um, Russell and uh, yeah. Jesse Plemons. They're such great actors. Um, even the little boy. It was so mm-hmm. good. Like he was so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like this, the whole movie was just very dark. Um, but it wasn't. It was interesting. It was. It was one of the rare because we didn't get a lot of horror movies this year. Mm-mm. That was one of them i'm not gonna mention well i'll mention it because if we had a top five worst list halloween kills would make that probably number one on that (laughs) list that was such a bad movie and i know some people love i love michael myers i love the first halloween um i love even love the rob zombie remake but this movie was just awful but anyway we didn't get a lot of of (laughs) halloween movies we got halloween kills antlers um last night in soho kind of fits in there and then um the Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. Those were like the four I could think of. Oh yeah. That one wasn't wasn't bad. Conjuring Yeah, it
1: wasn't bad. But
0: it wasn't definitely wasn't in my top five or even in the honorable mentions, I would say. Um so I think Antlers was a pretty strong contender for like horror movie for this year.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I'd probably say that was my favorite horror movie of yeah. this year, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then my other two honorable mentions were The Matrix Resurrections <laughs> and uh Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. But and you already talked about those I did. they were in your top five.
0: And then I had uh, the Suicide Squad in there for sure. I was like, man, I, should I put that? But then I was like, I have too much like, I, I know my list was very heavy on the like franchise stuff. You know, all <laughs> these sequels and like comic book stuff. So I was like, I got to kind of dress it up with something else. So, but I think all of them, all of my top five were franchise movies yeah. now that I think about it.
1: And the um, other one that almost made honorable mention was, well, Antlers, actually, I, I did look at yeah. that one, but uh, Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did like that one. That one just made me sad. Yeah. Um, But the acting was great in that movie. I thought that was a great mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. But I don't think I would recommend that for everybody. I think right. that's, you know, that's only a a select audience that would really want to yeah. look seek that
0: movie out and watch it but yeah but yeah pretty good it was it was interesting looking back at the list like because i went back and looked at it
1: i was like oh yeah i forgot this they
0: came out this year Oh, i forgot about this one because
1: yeah i mean if you want to talk about some bad (laughs) movies um what was the one i asked you i was like what
0: was that movie oh malignant that's the other one that was the other horror movie movie? if you want to even call it that that was such a bad
1: movie. okay malignant was bad that
0: was probably you know what that's going to be my number one bad movie. That, because Because the problem... So Halloween Kills, I wasn't expecting a lot. I was like, all right, it's another sequel to this long franchise. Yeah. How good can it be, right? But Malignant, I had high hopes. I think we both did because it was James Wan. And I was like, yeah. we love what he's done with The Conjuring. We love some of his other movies. This is going to be awesome. And then from like the first five minutes, we're like, this looks bad.
1: And it was. Yeah. Malignant was bad. Um, that Halloween Kills wasn't very great. It was pretty corny, um, to be honest. Bruise. I did not like Bruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a bad movie. I <laughs> hated that movie. That was so bad.
0: Poor Halle Berry.
1: I know, I'm sorry. Um, let me see what else came out this year. What did we watch?
0: And I'm trying to think of other ones that are like, oof. Old... Old wasn't bad, it just I liked was kind old. of it was just kind of average.
1: I did not like the Sparks Brothers movie, but that Another wasn't a Ed terrible
0: Grant. movie. It was just kind of boring.
1: It was so boring. <laughs> I did not like that one
0: yeah that was a that was one of those rare ones where the critics lo- absolutely loved it, and like a bunch of musicians were posting about it. they loved it, so then when we saw it, I was like what what happened? did I miss something did i did I fast forward but no, it's just, it wasn't very interesting. Um, and nothing against Sparks, like, they're fine. But I also don't think they were, like, the best. Because the, the trailers and everything made it sound like, this is the best band that you've never heard of.
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, their music's going to blow
0: my mind. And it's like, their music's interesting. It's cool. I'll I'll check. I have a few of their their albums in my Apple Music library, but... It's not like oh my god I can't believe I haven't heard this for this many years like where where have you been all my life? Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just like yeah, it's it's decent. The more shocking revelation to me was like oh Taylor Swift actually made some good songs. That was (laughs) to me that was shocking to learn for myself. (laughs) But Sparks, yeah, they're they're okay.
1: Um, what's that movie with Denzel Washington that everyone loved and then that guy with the weird jaw and I was, we were just like, no. Nah.
0: Oh, um, Little, was it, no, it wasn't Little Lies. It was, um. I
1: can't find it. It came it. out,
0: like, it was one of the first ones we reviewed, so you want to scroll to the bottom? Yeah,
1: I am on the bottom
0: and it's not here. It's this
1: one right here. Oh, The Little thing. The Little thing. That one was so bad, oh, too. Oh, man. That
0: one, I saw that one, too, and I was like, ugh, we're going to do the top five worst that's on it. Yeah. It was such a cliched movie, kind of like what Sarah was talking about earlier with the the cliche of like the the female detective. That's like oh down on her luck. Yeah. It was the same thing. It was just the male detective down on his luck. He used to be a badass, and now he's he effed up somewhere, and so now he's relegated to just oh he's on the local police force. Yeah, and he used to be good, now he sucks. You know, but of course, he still has he's those. He's the
1: only one that can see yeah, he on clues. He has
0: these awesome detective skills that, like, oh, what's that spot of blood over there that everyone else missed except for me? Like, yeah. I hate that kind of stuff. I mean, it's such a cliche at this point. But that's what was funny is that the movie itself took place in, like, 93 or something. I remember it was something weird. Yeah. Like, very specific year. It was, like, 1992. So that
1: cell phones couldn't be a yes, thing. Yes,
0: and that was the only reason. And, of course people are like well yeah the whole movie itself is very 90s i'm like yeah why is that a, why is that supposed to be a good thing or a positive
1: yeah it's just
0: we've seen this before so many times already
1: um but yeah i think oh the manner wasn't very good either
0: yeah that one was it was okay I didn't. Hate it got it, kind of silly towards good. the end yeah, yeah
1: it was really silly other than that i don't think there's any other movies that i like hated yeah um soul was really good uh, but that was last year it was really good it came last out last year. year
0: yeah both of those came out last year that's why i didn't mention them are you sure yeah those both came out in 2020
1: oh we did it in march
0: yeah because we hadn't watched them yet
1: oh okay what about tenant
0: tenant came out last year
1: also Oh, okay never mind
0: yeah i would have definitely fit those somewhere in the honorable Powering mentions or top five that one i think did come out this year that one would be an honorable mention good. for me. Yeah, um,
1: Mortal Kombat. I liked Mortal Kombat. That one
0: was good. It was good, but it definitely wasn't like a great movie. But it's definitely yeah. – it's a fun, dumb movie. Like I yeah. enjoyed it. I know a um, lot of people didn't. They were like, oh, it was so bad. I'm like, what did you expect from like, – because people were really excited about it. They're like, oh, my God, Mortal yeah. Kombat's coming out. And then when they saw it, they're like, oh, it wasn't very good. I'm like, what – what, what exactly did you, you expect have? for a Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? If you enjoyed the 1995 version, which was also very corny, yeah, this one was, I think, an improvement over that. Mm-hmm. It was better acted, better the effects were better. There, there were actually some fatalities. It was rated R. You know, like I don't yeah. know what else you wanted from a Mortal Kombat movie. Like
1: I would watch that one again. <laughs> yeah, me you know? too. I liked the Mitchells versus the Machine. That was good. That was a Netflix yeah. movie, I think. Um, I liked False Positive. It was weird. Um, not my favorite, but I, I thought it was weird enough that I liked it. Mm. <laughs> it was different. Yeah. Um, did Gunpowder Milkshake come out this year? Yeah, it did. Um, I, I liked that one. That was pretty one. fun. Yeah. I liked Old. Um, yeah, okay. Space Jam was just meh. I wouldn't mm. say I liked it or hated it. Yeah, it was just it was there. just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else came out this year that we saw? Because of course there was other movies. Oh, the Venom Let There Be Carnage was not good. That was that would probably be on your hated list.
0: That would definitely be on my hated <laughs> list. It might even make it to no. It wasn't as bad as Malignant. That would probably be number two, and then Halloween Kills would be number three. But it was pretty bad. I can't believe there's people that defended that movie. <laughs> and it tied into the new Spider-Man movie, which I was just like,
1: eh.
0: That was my, probably my least favorite part of that, <laughs> the post-credits scene.
1: Um, and then The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal a Netflix movie. I think that was okay. That was
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of ran its course after a while. Yeah.
1: But. Um, And then, of course, we saw The Beatles get back three-part Yeah, I don't know
0: if that counts as a movie, but... That yeah. one was okay. That one was okay, too. Even as a hardcore Beatle. I don't even consider myself just a Beatles fan. I'm like a hardcore Beatles fan in that... I've bought their albums, no lie, three separate times. Once on CD, then their 2009 reissues came out and I bought the stereo versions and the mono versions. I own all their movies that are on Blu-ray. So I'm a, I'm a super fan. And even for me, six hours of the Beatles just talking and playing the same songs over and over again, it was a little much. It was—it got to be a little yeah. repetitive. And it was enjoyable if only for hearing songs that they had that they were going to make on like abbey road or even in their solo careers i thought that was very interesting i was like oh that's cool john already had the the idea for like jealous guy and at this time or george already had the idea for um uh all things must pass or whatever so it was interesting seeing that and then of course for the the rooftop concert that was probably the, the best part that was fun that was fun seeing them play up there and then (laughs) <laughs> all the all the hullabaloo going on downstairs or down down below with the cops and everything that was interesting and fun. Yeah.
1: So, I think can you pull up um our stats for our most listened episode podcast episode for this year?
0: Sure. Give me just a moment. I want to say it's um Mortal Kombat, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Yeah, our most streamed episodes were Mortal Kombat Mortal
1: 67 Kombat. 67
0: people listened to that one.
1: And then Coming to America, I forgot Coming to America came out this year. <laughs> I forgot year. that too. That, that was a was fun good. one. Yeah, it was I liked fun. that one. Um, Wonder Woman
0: 1984, which came out last year. Halloween Kills. Was fourth, and then Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Which wasn't really a movie, so that's why I didn't include it. Right. But if it was, if we were including uh, things, that would have definitely
1: made my top five. Me too. But. I loved it It wasn't Mass. a movie, so. But that's funny. Those are our top five most listened to ep- podcast episodes yeah, like, for this year. Yeah, like, for a
0: lot of people that I'm like, I didn't know if this many people listened to our podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's interesting that that many people listen to those specific episodes like yeah. I we can never tell like what's gonna make people like I, I was like oh this matrix movie it's gonna it's so divisive so everyone's gonna listen to it we've only got nine <laughs> listens in the past week so i mean you know whatever but uh that's what keeps this whole thing interesting to me is that we never know what's gonna grab people's attention and what's gonna just kind of slip by
1: yeah yeah and it's it's really interesting because i feel like you and i like movies that most people don't like like we come on here and we say yeah we recommend this movie to y'all we loved it it was great but then we'll talk to our friends and family and they're like oh i didn't like it that yeah. was stupid or they'll say oh we really liked this movie this movie was so fun we we loved it and it's a movie we absolutely hate it <laughs> so it's just interesting yeah. to see you know the listens that we get and then also why are people listening are they listening just because they like to hear our reviews on these movies or are they listening because they agree with our movie opinions and they're like oh okay well if you guys like them then i'll like I'll, i should like this movie i'm gonna go check it out um or they hear our podcast and they just y'all completely disagree with everything we're saying <laughs> don't agree with our movie taste and,
0: and that's okay i mean that's 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 what this is all about, right? It's it's. That's why I was thinking it's funny when when it's like uh, I heard on NPR today. They're like, here are, or not not are, but these are the best movies of 2021 and I'm like the best movies according to who. <laughs> so that's why we say you know these are the our favorite movies of this year. We're yeah. not we're not saying these are the best movies. We're, these are the ones that we enjoyed.
1: We enjoyed. Yeah. Everything
0: like this is subjective, you know? I mean, some people absolutely like I said absolutely hated the Matrix. So that would definitely not be on their top 5 list, but it made it on mine. So, I mean, you never know what's going to strike a chord with somebody or what they're gonna find interesting um, or worth your time. There's some movies that we won't even watch because we don't care to watch them. Like we were just talking to to Dave today's to, uh, another friend of ours, Sarah's uh, boyfriend, and he was talking about how he wanted to see. He loves the Fast and the Furious series.
1: Oh yeah, and we
0: just absolutely cannot stand to watch those movies. Like <laughs> I've seen the first two, and that was enough for me. I was like, I don't need to watch these anymore. I'm not a car guy. Like I don't. This isn't my thing. But to a lot of people, those are like their favorite. I mean, people yeah. want, went out, I'm going to see F9 when it comes out. It's going to be great. And I'm like, uh, I guess. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you just never know what's going to um, strike a chord with somebody. Same thing with music, you know. Mm-hmm. Our music tastes are very different from a lot of people. So, But we hope you enjoy yeah. listening to this. Whether you agree with us or not. Um, It'll give you something to argue with, uh, argue about, or agree with, or whatever you know. So.
1: Yep. Uh, So just want to thank you all for listening to us on our first year of this podcast. We appreciate the support. It's been fun. I mean, we're not stopping. I'm just thanking everyone. Um, It's been fun doing this podcast for the year. Um, Yeah,
0: because this has been this completes basically a year that we've been doing this. We started at the beginning of the year, so. Um I thought we had started last year but we started reviewing movies from last year like 20, that's why like Soul is on there and Wonder Woman Um but yeah it's been fun we love doing this so um yeah I'm sure we'll get better at it as we continue to go <laughs> along we might reformat change the way we do things but for now it seems to be working Yeah Is there anything else you'd like to add on this um, end of year we wish want to wish everybody a happy new year if you consider this a new year i know chinese new year is different i don't know if we have anybody from china listening but uh yeah hope 2022 is better than this year in terms of everything <laughs> Yeah, COVID-related <laughs> and, you know, everything else. The movies were pretty good, though. We did have some good movies, surprisingly. I I really thought, I was like, yeah. hey, I guess there weren't that many movies this year. And then I looked back at all the ones we reviewed, and I was like, oh, there's quite a bit, actually. So hopefully yeah, there's even did more. we have some
1: good ones. I'm mm-hmm. glad. Because I know, I think a lot of companies are holding off because of COVID, yeah. and, you know, they're worried they're not going to make their money back in the theaters and all that, and valid concern. I get it, but... You know, that just makes for a slow year in movies. But right. we, we did have some good movies this year, so I'm glad.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, and some that were supposed to have come out like last year, but we finally saw them this year because because yeah. of COVID again. Um and I feel like that's gonna continue for at least a little bit here. Um but I guess that wraps it up for our end of year twenty twenty one. Um be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. Let us know what movies you'd like us to watch and review. And we'll actually see you next year, 2022. Uh, Yeah, check us out then at Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.